0: friends and welcome to another edition of What's Wrong With Ya, the podcast where we ask what's wrong with ya. My name is Luke Barry and I am your host. I am the one guiding you to get what's on up here in your head out into the silly little world and today I have a great, great, great episode for you as I interviewed my good old pal Raven Creed aka Emma O'Sullivan and we spoke about wrestling, we spoke about life, we spoke about having tryouts for the WWE at the age of 19 and the mental strain that that put on her. We talk about how tough you have to be to become a wrestler, how tough you have to be to be in life and advice she'd give to people on following their dreams. Now guys, if you heard that this is a podcast with a wrestler, I just want to assure you this is not a wrestling podcast podcast we do talk about life we do talk about mentality we talk about mental toughness Uh, if you're not a wrestling fan you can still listen to this you still find it entertaining You still find it engaging i promise you emma's an exceptional talent an exceptional wrestler and she has a great outlook on life and i think that you will be interested in this um i've known her since she was 15 years old she walked into a wrestling gym in blackpool and straight away everyone knew she was different her mental toughness for someone of that age was absolutely incredible that really drove her on to, to become the performer and the person that she is today and I think that this is only the beginning for her although she's accomplished a lot already I think this is only the first half of her life the next half of her life is really going to see her go places so make sure you check out this interview before she gets too famous you can say I saw her first place. I saw her on the What's Wrong With You podcast with Luke Ferry um, check me out at the end of of the interview I'll be back to talk to you about some of the questions that you asked me earlier in the week you cheeky little bastards so here we are with Raven Creed Raven what's wrong with ya?
1: How long do you want this podcast to be my
0: dude? Um, I'm looking for about half an hour so if you can keep it quick one sentence what's wrong with ya?
1: Um I am actually crazy So it's not just a character. (laughs) It's not a gimmick. There we go. That that's that's you're an
0: actual. So that you actually have that straitjacket jacket. You come to the wrestling ring in in uh, that's actually yours.
1: Sold that, yeah.
0: (laughs) So you are a wrestler. For people who don't know, if there's anybody watching this who's not a wrestling fan, um, don't be alarmed. This isn't a wrestling podcast. It's just a podcast with the wrestler. We're not going to exclusively talk wrestling
1: like cuz i i was talking to you the other day about it and i immediately went up to you and was like uh yeah just for the podcast there in a couple of days by the way uh i got into wrestling because i started watching on tv and i really <laughs> liked it and I looked it up uh and like i'm just i just fuck it no one gives a shit as well no one actually cares <laughs> no,
0: how many times <laughs> before you asked that question though
1: i don't do many interviews i don't fucking i don't like it cuz i just get asked the same thing and it's yeah. not fun um Like so, I only really do fucking podcasts for people who I know and shit like that. That Uh, I was gonna say friends, but I'm doing one for you, so don't,
0: don't, no. (laughs) Let's not say friends. That's (laughs) work colleagues.
1: Um, I'm so right.
0: A different spin on that question. Then, what was the reaction like when you, let's say, came out as a wrestling fan?
1: Um. When I, when I told my fucking parents or something. Or... <laughs> I
0: mean, there is there is that almost thing yeah. of when you do you not feel that parents are um, embarrassed that you're a wrestling fan?
1: Yeah, my That's mine used to be definitely percent. Um, yeah, because I I started watching as well when I was like twelve years old. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like old. I wasn't like a fucking young kid who then just like never stopped watching it. I started watching it when I was like about to go in secondary school. Oh, really? So like people. Yeah, so like people tried to make fun of me, but I just didn't get it. So I was just like, they would make fun of me and be like, oh, what's on the wrestling show like last week? And I would just fucking tell them as if they were asking me. Um, <laughs> so Yeah, literally tried to get People tried to bully me, but it just didn't work because I was like, yeah. I, I'm, no one else will ask me, so I'll fucking tell you. I'm, I'm unbelievable. exactly.
0: <laughs> I think that kind of goes for anything that people are into that's different. It's not exclusive to wrestling. Oh, yeah. Like if I always had a, if you're into musical theatre, you got like for me I suppose to use the stereotype growing up as a straight male who's into musical theatre people didn't understand yeah you it.
1: probably got to fucking abuse like yeah
0: I don't like soccer that's another one that people don't seem to understand I think if you if you have a different view on things people get a little bit um, confused by it and I think it's I don't know if you agree with this I think it's down to they're afraid to express their different view a little bit yeah I would say
1: so it's fucking, like, I don't know, let's talk about what's wrong with us. Like, weird fucking, like, stereotypical conforming to, like, all mm-hmm. gender and society and all that bullshit. So, like, people will make fun of you and call you gay or call you a girl for, like, a musical theatre. And they might yes. fucking make fun of me for being into weightlifting and not being into girly shit or whatever the fuck like that. And it's just because fucking, yeah, like you said, they just can't fully like be themselves they can't fully see themselves outside of a fucking social bubble that Mm -hmm. has been created for them fuck me we're going deep in like 10 seconds straight away this (laughs) is why I throw that what's wrong with your question
0: in right at the start (laughs) yeah Um, genuinely I think that's why it's important for to have people like you on this podcast who've done something different not only is wrestling a niche interest that we both share you can see my lovely intercontinental championship here behind but like, to actually get involved in wrestling as, uh, I suppose, female, teenager. It, like, that's, again, another step into completely yeah. odd and seen as completely yeah. odd.
1: Sometimes I do kind of judge my parents for allowing me to do that. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I was 15 when I started. Like
0: You were 50. 15. I met you I on your old first old. day of wrestling training. You did, yeah. Is do you count that moment as like not meeting me, but I mean coming going to wrestling training <laughs> as a complete? That's the time your life shifted to something else.
1: Kind of, kind of, yeah. It was wasn't necessarily at the start of it. It was at the end of it when because like. Like, I always had it in my head. It's like uh, some people are fucking made for it. You hear of yeah. like, I'm, I watched tough enough before I fucking started watching <laughs> wrestling. So you see some people are kind of made for it, and some people take one bump and they just, oh fuck, and they're out straight away and they mm-hmm. immediately don't want to be a wrestler anymore. But like, It was me after like a first training session was like four hours of like just kind of getting beaten up and bumped and put in like shoot locks and stuff like that. Being like, this is what a wrist lock actually feels like. And fucking for like four hours. Yeah. And then fucking afterwards, I remember coming home and be like, I can't wait to come next week.
0: That's, I think that's the difference in mentality though, isn't it? Yeah.
1: And again, that goes for everything. (laughs) I'm
0: sure football (laughs) players arrive to play football and they're running laps and doing sprints and they're some people won't come back, other people will come back because it's the best thing they want. It's incredible. Um, Do you think that that mentality stayed with you the whole way through? Or was it there beforehand? Or, I guess, was there any chance that you felt like you were going to lose that mentality of that you want to come back and you want to come back?
1: Not really. Like, there's, like, there's been a bunch of times in wrestling where I've kind of wanted to quit for fucking several different reasons. But it was never because I lost the fucking the drive of like i want to keep coming back i like i never stopped loving being a wrestler loving wrestling or anything like that it's fucking dumb external fucking things usually that made me want to quit but like i I feel like i've always had that kind of a mentality like i've I've been doing like i was i'm a black belt in karate before i ever fucking became a wrestler Mm. um fucking i'm just you know i'm one of those weird people that just you're a tough bitch
0: is what you're saying
1: I'm, a I'm <laughs> hardcore I guess I'm just cool as fuck guys you know <laughs>
0: but genuinely like would you would you recommend from a young age learning something like karate or some kind of oh, yeah, fighting definitely. sports like,
1: to... yeah so like like outside of wrestling I'm like a like a coach and like mm-hmm. I, t- I teach a lot of kids as well um with like fucking training and weights and stuff like that and just and basic how do you teach these
0: kids when you have to stay 500 meters away from them Pedophile joke. Uh,
1: no um, <laughs> um, I don't know how to
0: respond to that one without getting cancelled. Just ignore it. Just breeze past. <laughs> you, you, you were saying you teach you teach kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like, um, like a lot of like kids I'll, I'll train, um, they would have like never really done sports. They wouldn't have been into it. They're more like video game kids as opposed to sports kids, and like it is you see a very big difference compared to like even a kid who's been kind of just playing GA or basketball or something since he was a fucking kid they can fucking move and they can they can squat better they can hinge better they can press things better they can run better they can just fucking balance themselves fucking better um i i think karate like for fucking physical movement and like fundamental movement and shit like that for kids that would be great don't some kind of martial art like that Mm -hmm. but also like a fucking um here's where fucking i get weird and sergeanty the fucking uh discipline as well that it kind of brings you know you yeah. have to be fucking respectful. You have to be on time. You have to, like, do all the correct things and, and like, shit like that. It's a very respect-based kind of a fucking thing. Um, so that's probably what a lot of, like, got ingrained in my fucking head and why I was, like, so okay and open to, like, yeah, this hurts, but I'm, like, paying my fucking dues. I'm grand with mm. getting bumped around. I'm grand with getting fucking hurt because this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm fucking happy to come back and keep getting hurt. You know what I mean?
0: I had the opposite, I'd say, growing up. I... Tried to do taekwondo, I got as far as yellow belt, and I was like, "Fuck this!" I had no, I I couldn't stay in team sports. I couldn't focus. On, I I had absolutely no drive to help a team. Oh yeah, no, I get
1: that. Yeah. I get that, but that's why fucking martial arts probably would have been good for you because you I think just because be we ever- had to line yeah.
0: up and it was groups and class situations oh, freak yeah, me cool. out. It just freaks me out. I get like. What I now know as anxiety, I suppose. As a child, if I was in a class situation, I'd either start completely withdrawing within myself, or just go, "I have to be the centre of attention in this room right now. Otherwise, I don't Mm. feel comfortable here." And I think that kept up like. Hmm.
1: And you still do that today.
0: Hundred percent. I'm either the quietest person in the room or the loudest person in the room. Yeah. It's it's just the way I am. But I I tried basketball. I tried football. I tried rugby. I tried taekwondo nothing held my concentration um ever except for wrestling except mm. for actually no shot put and discus i did as well but that's because it's just me hand me something i throw it i go away you know what yeah, <laughs> because, that was that simple thing, wrestling did because it incorporated everything and i think wrestling gets a bad rap because for wrestling you have teamwork you have to be somewhat athletic You have to be in somewhat okay physical shape, very good mental shape. There's theatrics involved. There's character work involved. It incorporates all these different life skills that I think would... I think if they did teenage wrestling classes in PE, you'd actually have a well-rounded group of people. So trying to sell that to people would be almost impossible.
1: It's an interesting shout because... Like, yeah, it, it, it what else is there to do in fucking PE just like fucking throw a football in and everyone plays soccer except for the people like you and me who can't and don't want to fucking play soccer
0: yeah I used to be sent to the uh, racquetball court when soccer was happening (laughs) Yeah,
1: nice. I used to just be sent to the fucking dugout with the rest of the girls who weren't allowed to play basically
0: girls weren't allowed (laughs) to play football
1: no they were allowed to play but only one played because the lads would never pass to us so uh, oh god understandable why they went past to me I'm fucking god awful at like yeah, soccer and any sport or anything like that unless it <laughs> involves like hitting or getting hit I'm fucking useless <laughs>
0: <Like>. <laughs> let's talk about I guess one of the biggest moments of your we talked about the start of your wrestling career you had a tryout for WWE a few years ago was Oh yeah, two years ago
1: it was Three? 2019 I think it was just before wow. COVID.
0: was it that long ago yeah, yeah. You have this whole gap because of COVID, I suppose.
1: I know, I have no idea where the fuck I am.
0: <laughs> it's insane. Um, so that was while in Cork here, Phoenix Wrestling was up and running. You were head coach with Phoenix Wrestling because mm. reasons. <laughs> and, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and um, I guess you got you got a WWE tryout. How does something like that how do you feel about something like that? Because I know. I know you had a little bit of a struggle beforehand. You injured yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How... I fucking. Um, right, Talk to like, me about right the roller
0: coaster before. of that tryout basically.
1: Fucking. Oh, I was crazy. I fucking uh, unbelievably happy when I fucking got an email. um, Like three or four weeks out from when we were going to go over. We were, they were going to bring us up for like full week or whatever like that of the tryout. Um, and less than a week beforehand, I think it was like six days beforehand, I had a match and I fucking uh, fucked up my hand basically, unsure if it was actually broken or not, because I had one x-ray and they said that they were kind of unsure about one piece, so that we, I had to come back to get a separate x-ray. Mm. Um, and I was convinced at that point, I was like, fuck, I actually can't go and do a tryout now because of something fucking stupid that happened to me, because if I... You actually said to me at one stage, like, yeah, because they're going to ask you to do push-ups on that hand, and you're going to fucking do it, and you're going to break your fucking hand."
0: Yeah. Um, because I know you yeah, well so enough kind of, to know that. And is that yeah, what happened?
1: Exactly. Um, yeah, that's literally exactly what happened. I eventually <laughs> yeah. decided to fucking go. Um, my sister was kind enough to pay for some physio for my hand, so it really nice. fucking helped. Uh, because I was fucking, I was in college at the time, I had no fucking money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, so I was able to get over there. I was still fucked up and I wasn't I wasn't in a cast but I was wrapped up and I was like had to do push-ups on my knuckles but still hurt like fuck because I couldn't like extend my hand like this mm. Um, but like just being there and just actually being asked to go is one thing going and like we had the tryout and a couple of us all the Irish girls and one or two others were asked to stay for another week Um, for a full training week with all the people who were in NXT UK at the time Mm-hmm. which was it was fucking it was insane it was it yeah. was really fucking brilliant to be asked to say even when i was like a little bit fucking hurt so that was a bit of a fucking ego boost for me <laughs> as well but um yeah there was kind of it's funny on on the time when we were fucking training with the nxt uk people I was, like, everyone was super kind of, like, weird and fucking angsty. When you're in a situation like that, you forget how to fucking front row. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, you, you, stuff that you've done a million times, you're like, oh, shit, fuck, do I know how to fucking lock up? Like, you know, you, you Is that you just because you're,
0: you're under a microscope and you feel that pressure of... Yeah,
1: because you're under a microscope because you feel like every tiny step you take will kind of affect your fucking next 10 years of your fucking life. Like, yeah. if I step wrong one way, I'm not going to get hired. And get fucking hired anyway So it doesn't matter But <laughs> But like it, Also just like Fucking so many people around That I respected so fucking much mm-hmm. um, Watching me as well I just You know Wanted to impress them And it's like I remember being very Kind of like Just in myself And a bit Fucking shy Which I'm usually not But around New people I fucking am um, And we got to A part where we had to do promos um, And like For fucking non-wrestling
0: I, fans Promos is the talking part of wrestling The what you do to sell your match effectively—the the sales pitch of the match—exactly
1: the fucking the staring to the camera talking about your match and shit like that. Um, so I got to do that then at one point. Um, in a pair, and it was just it was a really good promo. It was a really mm-hmm. kind of funny, odd, uh, sketchy kind of a promo. Um, and it was after that then that I was like, oh fuck, I actually feel a bit fucking confident now because I was able yeah. to do something fucking well and like. It's kind of odd wrestling, almost like I don't I don't know if you'll agree with this, but like wrestling being able to have a separate character in wrestling allowed me to be able to do things in my real life that I would usually struggle with, like give a presentation in college. Yeah, like because I was able to just not go up there and go as Raven fucking Creed or anything, (laughs) but like be able to go up there and fake confidence because I was used to faking confidence as a different character. So like, no, I
0: completely agree with that. There, like I and this sounds crazy I wrote a blog about this ages ago when I was acting and wrestling at the same time quite a lot I used to call this version of myself my clown which I know is artsy and shitty and whatever but the clown I used to say that the clown would take over the clown is Marion Armstrong when I was a wrestler if you watch me on stage and I'm shaking my legs and I'm doing the weird faces and I'm showing off and I'm re- that's what that's the epitome of what that clown is. Me in right. real life at home sitting, I'm not that person. If I go on stage, that person can take over consciously. It became unconscious, it became just this thing that I was able to just bam and I'm I'm that person mm-hmm. on stage, and I won't remember a show or I won't know what decisions led to me saying something or doing something, and it's so it at the time I was like, this is great performance. Now I know that's mental illness. <laughs> oh <laughs> you know shit, I mean? is it? That's what that's, I do. That's, <laughs> I, I know you do because I taught you to do that. <laughs> no, exactly, you fucking crazy bitch. <laughs> But it's, it, it is, it isn't, it isn't mental illness. I'm being a little bit flippant with that, but it's like, it's, it's a level of, a mask, I suppose, is the best way to describe it. Yeah, completely. And I think that it does help in real life situations um, because you know how to flip that mask over your face and talk and know that it's not the criticism that you feel people are thinking that they're probably not thinking isn't directed at you. It's directed at the clown. It's directed. Do you know what
1: I mean? That was something that you did actually kind of tell me when I was first kind of um, like starting off in wrestling like that. I remember you saying a lot of people should like start as heels or if it would be better for me to start as a heel or something like that, Mm -hmm. or something about using a different name, because then if, anyone criticizes you or talk shit about you or whatever, then it's not yeah. about you and you don't personally attach to it.
0: So when you start out, like, yeah. I think that's good advice because yeah. like people saying something Raven Creed had a shit match when you start out, they're not saying MO Sullivan had a shit match. Yeah. It's you know, about and you can you can separate that. Humans like to separate the things into little boxes. So it's a it's a I suppose a mind hack in doing that. Yeah. Um, I don't think wrestler like wrestlers the reason I wanted to have a wrestler on this to talk, I suppose, about their mind and mentality, you brought it up basically in a nutshell there, is it is acting, but you're you don't get to not be that person in public. Like Tony Stark is not Iron Man in public. But if a wrestling no. fan is talking to you. Your Raven Creed.
1: Yeah, it's fucking no. it's it's yeah, that's odd. And you almost feel the need to put on a bit of a fucking thing.
0: Yeah. It's fucking How does that affect you? Um, does it affect you or are you used to it now?
1: Um Oh fuck. It's kind of like being able to just kind of like I can kinda of bullshit. I can kind of talk if I'm just like, hmm. you know if someone comes up to me on merch stand or something like that, usually it's just kind of nice politeness anyway. Like I don't really walk around anywhere and get recognized too fucking often or anything like yeah. that. Um, Like the actual in coming in and out of character and shit like that, that used to affect me a lot. I'm a fucking, yeah. I'm a lot better at it now because I have a lot more kind of calm and uh controlled way of fucking getting into character. If you've ever seen me, uh, before a fucking match, if you're a wrestler and you've ever seen me before a match, uh, even fucking now, I'm kind of, I'm very pacy, I'm very fucking deep breathy and I have to like, fucking, not shout, but I have to just like, make noises and get fucking in it.
0: That's um, called a trigger, in acting, that's called a trigger. Some people oh, have yeah, a just, word, like, some people have a noise, so like, yeah. I played a bad guy before and I used to say the word fuck, I just go backstage, yeah. I just go fuck, 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 because that, put something into your body that feeling, yeah. It's it's, it's called a trigger.
1: Okay, I did. I didn't know that. Fucking yeah. actor. You go. You're an, an actor. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Right, fuck. Um. There's more career opportunities for me. Shit. If this one that currently isn't working out doesn't work out,
0: it is working. <laughs> okay. So where have you wrestled? You have wrestled in progress, in England. Yeah. It's yeah been true. On the WWE network, you wrestled all over Ireland. We wrestled together on the same show in Switzerland. Where else have you wrestled?
1: Uh, true. Um, fucking Switzerland in a Scotland. boxing
0: ring, I might add.
1: Oh yeah, that was the that was the weekend I got power bombed
0: on a car. Um, <laughs> you were eighteen <laughs> like uh, a week. Weekend. Huh? You were eighteen only a week or something? About
1: like less than a month. It was less than a month. Crazy. Uh, you like, pressured me into drinking because you're bad. You were
0: eighteen. <laughs> It's fine.
1: Yeah, I'd like drank like three times before that. <laughs> one of that so Are time, you saying I ruined
0: your cold. life? Is that what you're so... saying right now? Huh? You saying I ruined your life?
1: I'm Saying you're a big part of it. You're like my twelfth reason.
0: <laughs> That's good. That'll sell the podcast. I ruined life. <laughs>
1: That's the fucking soundbite, is it? We're going to use this mode on the fucking I, Instagram. Find out how I, Luke ruined I, Raven this life. Video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but we were talking about the WWE tryout a minute ago and you made a joke about not getting signed um to get serious for a second on that that must have been like i don't think you ever go into this thinking you're going to WWE but when you get the tryout the hope is there the feeling is there you do a good promo you think you you get asked back how does it feel to not then get signed or is, or is there even a feeling? Or is it, yeah, I knew I wouldn't. Or is it something?
1: It's it's, it's fucking... See, like, when I first started wrestling, when I when I fucking got into it, I didn't even have in the back of my head if I could get a WWE. I would have loved to have gone to WWE. That was, mm-hmm. That's always been my goal. That's always been my fucking dream. But I didn't actually genuinely believe in the back of my head, like, I'm going to get a WWE tryout. And then when I got the tryout, I didn't really believe that I'd do that well in it. And then I did well in it and then i got asked back and then it was still in the back of my head like Mm. oh no they'll never fucking ask me to 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 fucking to stay they'll never give me a contract but at that point like oh they'll never do this had already happened a good few fucking times yeah so like it was still kind of like fucking you never think you're fucking good enough in wrestling you know and and if you do then you're fucking narcissistic and you're probably not good enough in my opinion you (laughs) know what i mean like like if you if you think like, oh I'm the fucking best, I had the best fucking match. I deserve this more than this 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 person, then like you fucking have a look at yourself and see what you can improve instead of fucking shitting on other people.
0: Yeah, you stopped learning but, like, at that point.
1: Yeah, fucking exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but, like so it fucking it did definitely like hurt a lot at the time because I, rem- I remember I came back and it was just like it was very hard just going back into like normal life, going from like holy fuck my life could be changed to like oh i have to go back to college i have another year of college i'm doing all this other shit that i don't want to do and fuck my dream is being taken away from me (laughs) looking back on that kind of now i turned i was 19 i think when i was doing the trial
0: which is crazy by the way i
1: know fucking nuts yeah um and then i think i turned 20 pretty soon after I'm. I'm. Uh, I was about to say my age. I kind of want to keep that mystery, just just in case. You know, people
0: could do the math. But fuck yes. <laughs> you, I think you already said that it was 2019, so that's not that difficult to know. figure out.
1: <laughs> um, people are watching this in five years? They don't fucking need to know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I'm a couple of years older than that now, and I, I'm definitely a much better wrestler, performer, fucking person than I was when I was fucking 19. I've yeah. grown so much. In and out of wrestling, more than I ever fucking could if I actually did get a contract at that time. Yeah. Like, and I think now, like I, I kind of have it in my head now. When when I get past s ass back, when if I get ass back, all that bullshit, I can offer more to whoever fucking wants to have me work for them. You know. I, I think can, that's a very
0: I'm, healthy way of thinking about that.
1: Yeah, I fucking have to come to that conclusion.
0: I, I, <laughs> Yeah, well, pro I, I understand that as well. There, are, there still has yeah. to be a lot of what ifs in your head.
1: Completely, yeah.
0: Like totally. That's um, one of those moments that if you believe in multiverses or whatever, that there is
1: where the fucking Raven Creed be, yeah. Exactly.
0: You probably <laughs> what would, it be, be like,
1: would it be fucking Pigeon Creed or some shit like that, would or
0: be like um Savannah Stephanie creed. Stephanie O'Sullivan, the Irish accountant or something weird. Yeah, like... fucking
1: something like <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fucking um, yeah! I think about because like, um, I uh Efa Valkyrie was on in the same trial as me, mm-hmm. and she's doing fucking so phenomenal well. right so, now. So with well. Fucking NXT had a class match recently for the fucking NXT Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. It was deadly, and like, like zero resentment obviously towards her. She's I'm so fucking proud of her. She just yeah. literally deserves it all. She's like one of the best wrestlers ever from fucking Ireland in my opinion. No doubt. <laughs> Yeah, I was lucky enough to get the wrestler a bunch, so I fucking firmly believe that. Um, but there is always a thing in the back of my head, I was like, okay, like, would I have done that well? Would I have got let go fucking straight away? Would I have yeah, just what would have happened? But like there's so many what would have. Like there's a million different fucking multiverses where like I'm currently in Rhea Ripley's position and fucking Dominic Mysterio or something like that. <laughs> or I like or I got hired and then got fired instantly because i started doing steroids or some bullshit like yeah, that yeah. Like, there's a billion fucking scenarios i'm not on steroids by the way i fucking wish please can we start that rumor so i can feel good about myself? Start that
0: rumor <laughs> if you thought you people start rumors so you think you're huge is it that...
1: yeah please when i was in fucking secondary school people started a rumor that i was on steroids because i could do boy push-ups
0: <laughs> that's, that's the true term <laughs> boy push-ups <laughs> huh? i love the term boy push-ups
1: yeah no, that's
0: what they were called back then <laughs> <laughs> So right, I suppose that was a kind of a serious question. So let's go I sent you a few um stupid questions to think about. Mm. So the first one to keep in the wrestling one is if you could wrestle any celebrity in a high profile <laughs> match, what celebrity would you wrestle, and why?
1: Okay, I didn't read these questions.
0: (laughs) Good. I like that even better.
1: (laughs) Okay, good. I'm just going to give you the first answer that comes to my head instead of like thinking too much about it. For some reason, Machine Gun Kelly came into my fucking head. (laughs) Because I remember that fucking time that he took a power bomb off Kevin Owens through a fucking announce table. Yeah. That was some class-ass shit. I went to a Machine Gun Kelly, Kelly concert last year. I was drunk the entire time. I don't remember any of it. It was fucking great. I feel like he would be fun to fucking work because he'd be like stupid enough to take the fucking Logan Paul kind of bumps. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. I think he'd get booed out of
0: the building as well.
1: Oh, completely! Have him fucking sing himself to the fucking ring. Oh yeah. That's iconic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer.
0: Machine Gun Kelly versus Raven Creed. Book it, somebody. Now I don't know how much money that match would cost, but let's do it.
1: Yeah, fuck it, do it, please.
0: I'm going to tag him in this. Machine Gun Kelly, if you're a man, you're a tough guy, if you're, you're, if you're fucking, any of these things, you'll fight Raven Creed.
1: Listen to me, you little fucking emo bitch, all right? <laughs> this is going out to Machine Gun Kelly, you stupid, white, nasty, fucking, I don't know the rest of that meme, but you fucking know what I'm saying. This is going out to you, Machine Gun Kelly, all right? If you're not a little bitch like I think you are, if you wrote that song, Emo Girl, I was really fucking looking forward to that song and you fucked it up. You did a lazy, shit, boring chorus. Change a fucking couple of words every now and again, lad. Anyway, if you're not a bitch, fight me. I'm Raven Creed. You I can do a better promo. I promise the WWE one was better than that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I guess um, where do we go from there? Let's talk life. Let's get away from wrestling a little bit. Go, um, okay. What led you to being who you are? I know it's a loaded question, but I think everybody has one or two big memories. Do you ever see the film Inside Out? Yeah. In that they have core memories that makes them who Ooh, they are. Okay.
1: What's,
0: what memory. does that for you?
1: Fuck, what are my core memories? So
0: You're I'll gonna, give you an I'm example. I have a very strong it. memory as a child that some people have told me isn't true, but I don't know, <laughs> of me being about five or maybe six. And I couldn't find my mother, and I ran from my house all the way into the town of Cove looking for her, while crying. I was <laughs> looking for, which is it's about a half an hour walk. So at that age, okay. is quite a lot. Until somebody finally drove me back home. That's an actual core memory burnt into my mind. Um, I don't know why I was looking for her so badly. I don't know why I needed her that badly at that time. But I I remember the feeling of looking for her. So there you go. Aww. So your core Girl. memories. Talk to me. What are some core memories that made Emma O'Sullivan who she is, let's say?
1: Okay, that's a nicer one. Uh, sort of. Uh, <laughs> fucking, I, I do have kind of one just like in the back of my head for some reason of like, um, I don't know, it's like, I, I, I don't have any memories from before I was like six or seven or something like that. So I think one of my first memories was um, driving up to like some petting zoo in like Kerry or something like that. Um Where I think my mom and my brother, I think, were in the front seat. And me and my granny were in the back seat. And just, I, I don't know why this is such a weird fucking core memory. But on that way, there's like like a unicorn statue fucking at the top of like some hill. Just like fucking like that over it. And I remember my granny pointing up to that statue and was like, that unicorn will only let you pass if it likes you or if there's a girl in the car. And for some reason, that just fucking stuck with me forever. And it's just like one of those like stupid lies that people tell kids just to fuck with them. But uh, yeah, it's always stayed with me. And I remember then my brother and my dad were going up then like a couple of weeks afterwards for something different. Uh, And I remember them going to the same place. I remember getting so worried because I was like,
0: there's no girl in the car. What if the fucking unicorn doesn't like (laughs) something like it's not matter how something like that can literally lodge in your brain you know like yeah. what creates a core memory it doesn't necessarily have to be a life-changing moment but it will just it's stay in your mind yeah yeah it's it. just that, exactly it.
1: that feeling of like i 100% believed my fucking granny in that moment i just was yeah. like yeah no this is a real unicorn this is a magical creature this is <laughs> it and i felt so fucking powerfully about it that it fucking stuck with me and it's probably one of those things that she never thought about like even the day fucking after or something like that but I don't know, just the shit that sticks with kids as well. You don't know it like.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. So I have another question for you. Another weird question. And this one tells me a lot about somebody. Oh God. (laughs) What song would you like played at your funeral?
1: You're not allowed to use your entrance music. Huh?
0: You're not allowed to use your entrance music.
1: Either Boom 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 by the Venga Boys. (laughs) Or or, uh, Barbie Girl by Aqua.
0: Okay, no one's going to expect that.
1: It's a fucking tune. They're on my workout playlist, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: coffin's going <laughs> into a grave. <laughs> iconic. Actually, no. If I play "I'm Going to Hell" when I'm fucking at a funeral, that's 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 the shit.
0: <laughs> it would have to be like somebody on an acoustic guitar.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm going <Yeah>. to hell. <laughs> I
1: do have a fucking slight obsession with coming out to uh Diddly diddle version of fucking going to hell, like someone playing on like a fiddle. There's like four the leaves that ate take and going super fucking cozy with it.
0: Like, that'd be amazing. Well, that I could be when you're it. Stephanie O'Sullivan, the Irish accountant in uh, WWE. Yes. <laughs> Stephanie O'Sullivan, the Irish
1: fucking accountant. <laughs> oh, that's money. That's fucking money. <laughs>
0: the Allied Irish Tank. There you go. There's the gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> tank of Ireland. This one works forever. Um, right last question for you well second last I guess what does the future hold for whichever way you want to answer this MO Sullivan, Raven Creed both combined what's happening with you in the future
1: who knows (laughs) it's put it as fucking um, vaguely as fucking possible there's a couple of things that I want to do right now with fucking my personal life and with my fucking Mm -hmm. wrestling life a lot of things are hopefully in the works a lot of things i'm fucking like you know big things and also like small things for fucking wrestling like we're saying to stay tuned stay tuned basically i'm not i'm not gonna say exactly where i'm gonna go uh or exactly where i fucking want to go because you know i'm always afraid of saying that in case it doesn't fucking happen yeah um yeah but yeah once once big shit i know big shit is happening everyone else will fucking know about it too because i won't shut up
0: about it so good I like that. Right, last question. Same as the first question. Are you any clearer? What's wrong?
1: Um, I think I need to quit wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I ruined your life in
0: Switzerland and I ruined your life on this podcast.
1: Yeah, completely. No, I think you saved my life, to be honest with you. If yeah, I just, that's possible. If I, just, if I just quit wrestling, what? that's another fucking like, multi-universe thing. Where would I be if I never started wrestling?
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, that's a would I? One
1: able to talk in front of a, a group of people like I fucking am now? Would I be covered in stupid tattoos and have dumb hair? You mm. know, would I just be Stephanie O'Sullivan, the Irish accountant, you know?
0: <laughs> Thank of Ireland.
1: Thank <laughs> of Ireland. So Bank I guess
0: what we can take from that last bit that you said there is people should just go out and do the thing that they want to do because that literally, talking to core memories, you starting wrestling is obviously a core thing for yeah. you. And that is yeah, now... Cool who you are go out follow your dreams do them if they're hard because no one else is going to do your dreams for you
1: exactly and fuck everyone else literally there's always always going to be people who don't want you to be happy and don't want you to do shit because it's a little bit different it's a little bit weird and you're not following the fucking traditional norms of fucking society if you want to do interesting shit or if you don't want to do interesting shit follow your boring dreams that's fucking valid as fuck too Mm -hmm. Do what you want to do because you want to do it, and fuck everyone else.
0: Fuck everyone else. Fantastic <laughs> advice from an absolute psychopath, Raven Creed. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm sorry we got deep.
0: <laughs> Wasn't that an absolutely incredible interview? Raven Creed is somebody that I think you should all be looking out for and uh, follow her on all her social media channels. Look her up; she's absolutely incredible. Thank you to Emma for doing that interview. It was unbelievable. Stay tuned for some more interview announcements coming soon. There are going to be some very good interviews. I've got some stuff lined up for you guys. You're going to be excited. So let's move on to some of the questions that you asked me on Instagram and Twitter this week. Starting with this. What's the funniest insult that you've used or had used against you? Um, Used against me, I'd say, when I was a child, I, for a brief period in time, had the nickname Teabag because my surname is Barry. Now that's very clever for children because Barry's tea. I think that was the best insult he was against me. Um, I think I, I did a great comeback against somebody who was trying to start a fight with me years ago. I remember being in McDonald's a bit drunk and a bunch of ne'er-do-wells, of scumbags, decided to try and start a fight with me. And uh, they walked over and your man wanted to start a fight and he said, Hey you! He I got to me and said, yeah. He said, I shagged your mother last night. And I said, yeah? Well, I shagged your dad this morning. And he got really, really confused. And he went back to his friends and he went... He just said he shagged my dad. And while he was being confused, I just walked out the door and got into a taxi. Because that's the way I roll. I take the coward's approach, but first I say something witty. I'm a witty coward, folks! I'm a witty coward. Next question is, what's the stupidest encounter you've ever had with someone? Um, a lot of them, I guess. Uh, I, I mean, the... The thing that comes to mind is my wife, Kate, once asked me how to spell LL Cool J. I spoke about that on my old podcast couple up before. I think that's pretty dumb. Um, So yeah, her asking how to spell LL Cool J was pretty stupid. So over on Twitter, I got asked some good questions. I got asked from... Uh, Dean, winegums guy, shout out to the winegums guy at every RCW wrestling show He gives me some winegums on him on commentary and I appreciate the shit out of it He said, in a fight, who would win, Butch Armstrong or Batman, the Robert Pattinson one Butch Armstrong would win, Butch Armstrong could beat anybody on any given day, especially Batman He doesn't care if you're a bat, if you're a man, if you're both, he'll crush your bones There you go, Butch Armstrong would win And the next question was, Who would you have as a dream commentary partner for one night only? We're talking dream commentary partner? Dream commentary partner, uh, Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, come back, buddy. I know you're still alive. Come back and do commentating on a wrestling show in Cork with me. Please, Andy, please. Thanks, guys, for your questions this week. Um, They're phenomenal. I love getting questions from you. It's my favourite part of any podcast I ever do. So keep them coming. Let me know what you thought of this podcast. Subscribe to me on YouTube, uh, follow me on Spotify, rate and review me on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from and make sure to follow me on social media at www.ypod on Twitter and on Instagram. Leave me some comments about who you want to see me interview and always ask me those sexy, sexy questions. Watchers, listeners, I'm Luke Barry. What's wrong with ya?